And welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. As always, Tyler Hunt and Matt Bells here covering everything Wisconsin athletics. On today's show, we've got a lot to get to, a ton in news um, regarding kind of everything. Um, Wisconsin football picked up a preferred walk-on commitment. Um, there's been some new offers that are going out. There's been some uh, recruit set and commitment dates, pay raises, pay cuts, uh, some watch lists, some basketball offers. So a whole lot to get to in the news section, more than you would expect uh, for June 17th. Usually this is this time of year where it's recruiting or, or not a whole lot going on, but thankfully for us and the podcast, we've got plenty to touch on in the news section as well. Uh, in the back half of the show, we've got a lot of recruiting to touch on um, as the Wisconsin football team gets ready for another big weekend, uh, eight players scheduled for official visits this weekend for them. Last week we talked about it in depth a little bit with basketball, but we'll touch on some of the visits they've got as well before we wrap things up because they've got a big weekend with three players coming for official visits as well. So really a big weekend for Wisconsin athletics as a whole. A lot of news going on. Should be plenty of fun to get to each of these. Matt, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. Yeah, no, I think today kind of caught up on us. There was a lot to cover. I know we were excited about the new feature with going through some of the, the new assistant coaches, but today there is plenty to talk about where we'll we'll just push that off towards next week. Yeah, we'll resume that um, series um, early next week because that actually was a fun one. But, yeah, you're right. There was, it seemed like when we were going through the outline this morning of what to touch on, we just kept adding stuff and adding stuff because there was a lot to get to. So we'll hop right into it. News-wise, I think the biggest piece is, of course, a commitment, and that's from Jackson Trudgeon of 2022 Edgewood High School uh, we talked about him, him and the five other guys, or four other guys, including him, offered preferred walk-on spots. He, of course, accepted and announced his commitment to UW. Uh, solid player. I, I think Wisconsin picking up guys like we talked about in that episode. Local kids with kids in the state that um, want to come to Wisconsin, maybe didn't get that offer, come in with a chip on their shoulder, and usually do pretty well. So. I think this is a great situation, and, and Jackson Trudge didn't waste any time um, with taking that spot. So what do you make of his commitment, and how big is that for the Badgers? Yeah, he's a good athlete, and he's got good size for a walk-on, which is generally something that you want. Plays wide receiver or safety. Uh, I would think that the Badgers would have a better – he would have a better chance to see in the field at safety than maybe at wide receiver, um, just based off of history here. Um, but Wisconsin has had a lot of really solid walk-on wide receivers as well. Um, as, as in eight games, he put up 552 yards and eight touchdowns, which is a pretty good stats. Um, for Edgewood, um, you got to root for a kid who's, who's staying within the city and – able to kind of live out his dream and play for the Badgers. So I think it's a win-win overall for, for everybody involved. He seems like a really nice kid who's going to have an opportunity to, to try to, to make to find a niche with the Badgers. Um, on defense, he, he had a couple interceptions, 77 tackles. So he, he's a good player, and I, I think really this is the type of um, player that Wisconsin has done so well with um, 
with with recruiting and bringing in walk-ons in the past. Yeah, you you talked about it. I mean, they he's a guy that you can come in and they have a little bit of flexibility. I agree. I think safety is probably a a more logical spot for him, but you never know where these guys can end up. Athletic kids that you know have that flexibility always do well when you add in the role of, of them being a, a walk-on and just coming in with a little bit of their chip on their shoulder, not being a scholarship guy. I think Wisconsin usually turns those kids into, um, even if it's even at, at worst, you know, a quality special teams player that plays a lot. At its best, it could be the you know he could join the long list of strong walk-ons that Wisconsin has had and, and turned out. So this is where. Wisconsin kind of closes the gap, I think, on, on some of these players where you know they're not they, they've been better in recruiting you know the last few years to keep up with some of these traditional blue bloods. But Wisconsin in the past has always kind of closed that gap and done more with less with hitting on some of these preferred walk-ons or walk-ons that come on and and turn in and develop into something. So I think it's a great opportunity for both sides, and uh, I'm excited to see what can possibly shake out there. Yeah, when you look at just how tight they are with scholarships, I think a lot of these walk-ons, they've, I mean, they've thrown a smattering of them out here lately, are going to have a, a higher opportunity to possibly see the field. I know Wisconsin's been recruiting better, um, at least according to ratings, but but I still think because you're going to have kind of wonky scholarship situations the next few years, I think it does open the door for some of these walk-ons if they can make a splash to get on the field. Yeah, that's certainly an interesting situation to look out for with the scholarship numbers. I think that's something that sometimes when you look at it, you want to take everybody, but there's only a certain number of spots, and, and there's a lot of talent out there in the college football recruiting world. All right, Wisconsin also threw out an offer to 2023 running back Justin Haynes. He's a four-star kid out of Roswell, Georgia. Uh, in terms of the Badgers getting into this race, I, I think it may be a little difficult being a kid that's, that comes from Georgia um, he's visited Alabama. There's been some other schools that he's visited and been impressed with. I know Wisconsin does well in their running back recruiting, but I think this one might be a little bit difficult for them to get in the race, but you never know. And when an offer goes out, it's always important to touch on it and see um, just maybe that they can make things happen. Uh, he's a very strong player, a uh, good runner. Um, it'd be great for the Badgers to get it, but again, I don't know what the situation is where they can maybe get in there, but what do you make of, of that offer in the 2023 class? Yeah, I mean, these are the type of offers you got to make. Who knows where if it'll uh, really get some legs and if he'll come on a visit and whatnot. But you got to start with the offer, and he's an extremely talented player um, in the state of Georgia. I think you look at his stats, and you know they kind of are eye opening. He he's he's good. <laughs> he he can do a little bit of everything with the ball in his hand, um, and so. You look at everything across the board, they're going to be throwing out some of these high-profile offers early, and now you just got to hope that you can get them on uh, on visits. But I think the, the more interesting aspect here is we're seeing Wisconsin be more involved in the state of Georgia. That was something that Wisconsin had been for a while, um, and, and then it kind of tapered away on under Paul Christ at the beginning of his tenure, but then now you're seeing more of, of a focus there, which is interesting considering John Settle kind of recruited that area. Now he's gone. So um, I, I think you're, you're looking at it right now. Wisconsin has Quintel Jones coming on an official visit this weekend that we're going to touch on. They had two other kids from Georgia, um, Caleb Coley and Felix Hickson, in from Georgia in that first weekend of June. So it seems like the Badgers are trying to um, – you know, establish a foothold there, try to get involved with that state because there is top-level talent you know, all over that state that the Badgers could hopefully try to 
to grab a, a few kids out of. So I, I love that they're getting involved with that state because it is one of the top ten recruited states across the country in terms of talent. Yeah, there's a lot of talent there. There's a lot of schools in there for sure. But there's there's sometimes where those big schools can't again can't take everybody. So Wisconsin can maybe go in and get after some of these not lower tier players, but three star, four star kids that maybe aren't getting the attention that they want from some of these other places. So. You never know. It's certainly a situation to, to keep an eye on. But, again, like you mentioned, it's important to start to make some footholds in a place that traditionally you haven't really got to in terms of recruiting. So that'll be a situation to certainly keep an eye on. All right, moving on down the list here, cornerback Akori Lide set a commitment date for this weekend. Um, he was, of course, on campus with the Badgers that first official visit weekend of June 4th, also taken official visits to Pittsburgh, Boston College, and Duke. Um, of course, being out of Wayne, New Jersey, a place that Wisconsin has traditionally recruited pretty well, talking about pipelines, things like that. So I think Wisconsin's in a good spot here. Uh, I know 247 has it listed as warm for the Badgers. Still a situation where there's other schools in the mix, but I think right now you've got to feel pretty good, but we'll know shortly the situation that shakes out there. Yeah, so, I mean, he just put that up on his Instagram page uh, late last night, early this morning. So, in, in kind of looking at it, he's he's a talented cornerback, about six foot, um, can run well, and um, can can make plays on the ball, which is what they need. Um, but, but really, you look at this, um, it, it looks like he canceled his visit to Boston College following the Wisconsin and Pittsburgh visits. It looks like the Duke visit will probably be thrown out the window as well because uh, at least if you look at his commitment day, it's going to be the 20th, which would mean he's not going on that Duke visit on the 22nd. So um, I think the Badgers have to feel really good going toe-to-toe with Pittsburgh here. Hank Poteet has had a relationship with him since since he was at Toledo and has been recruiting him hard for a long time. Poteet has a lot of really close-knit relationships in that um, New Jersey area, and, um, and and Wisconsin has done well in those Catholic schools in New Jersey before, but but really, he's he's the type of cornerback that they need to be bringing in. I think the last few classes have kind of shown that the the days of bringing, just beating out SMU and, and East Carolina and Southern Miss for cornerbacks is, is kind of out the window, and you, you look at this, He's got offers from, we've already talked about Duke, Pittsburgh, Boston College, but then Indiana, Maryland, Michigan State, Vanderbilt, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, West West Virginia. Those are some pretty good schools that you're going toe-to-toe with, and that's a, uh, a list that the Badgers should beat out when you're looking at what the amount of success that they've had in, in the past 20 years plus. Um, so I'm hoping that uh, they can they can close out, but I think that everything is favoring Wisconsin kind of going into these last few days. And I wouldn't be surprised if Hank Poteet grabs a couple cornerbacks here in the next couple weeks. Yeah, like we talked about last episode, I think it's going to be important to land a couple of them, and this would be a good start. Um, Certainly a talented player that's been wanted by a lot of different schools. So if they were able to get that, um, that that makes the situation in the cornerback realm really good. You know, you've got some older guys that will be leaving. Um, You need to replenish that room just with the last couple years, not taking a ton of cornerbacks. So, Picking up, you know, two, three, I think would be a home run situation, and, and this is where it starts. You've got Avion Jones, of course, also coming to campus this weekend, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So if you're t- looking at kind of following up our conversation from last episode with Hank Poteet starting to make inroads on the recruiting circuit, 
this would be a great first step for him to to get that move in, get that in motion, kind of land his first commit to that room. I, I think that would be special, and I think Corey Lyde, from how it looks, it, it's a two-horse race, and hopefully Wisconsin can come out on top. Yeah, and, and really you're seeing a lot of commitment days starting to go out. We talked about that June was going to be um, really busy. I, I think it's think Wisconsin could be going on a, a little run here shortly, and so fans should be prepared for this weekend. <laughs> All right. Yes, they should. It should be a fun weekend. I think um, next week we'll, we'll really things will start to fly, and we'll have plenty to get to, I would imagine, here soon in terms of the recruiting circuit. Okay, next up on the news portion, it looks like there were some pay raises and some pay cuts for some important parts of the Wisconsin football staff. Defensive coordinator Jim Leonard apparently got a pay raise. Joel Rudolph apparently got a pay cut. This is according to Colton Bartholomew, who is a very close Wisconsin football insider. Um, it sounds like Leonard got a pretty good raise. Uh, Rudolph, a bit of a pay cut. When you look at the last few years, um, I mean, I, I think that makes sense. You, you've got to keep Jim Leonard happy, um, keep him around. I think so far they've done that despite him you know, having multiple offers and, and opportunities to be kind of chased elsewhere. So I think that situation makes sense. Joe Rudolph, you know, last year was a little bit of a down year, and uh, I can certainly see a situation where Wisconsin's kind of saying, you know, uh, maybe maybe have a prove it this prove it this year, and with him getting back to being focused more on the run game, the offensive line, I think that situation could certainly improve. But always important to kind of look at these numbers when you look at Wisconsin, you know, losing some assistant coaches probably due to some financial situations. That's always interesting uh, thing to keep an eye on. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's warranted for Jim Leonard to get that pay raise. I think he deserves it. It, it was part of, part of the negotiation that went in to him staying with Wisconsin instead of going to Green Bay. I thought it was also interesting to see that um, his buyout is now a, a firm $1 million, according, according to Colton, which I think, you know, it used to be a sliding scale. Which, so I think it's more likely that Jim Leonard's going to be sticking around for a while. Um, Joe Rudolph, though, there was no buyout now. Um, and so I think that kind of points towards the fact that, hey, we're going to be keeping you on an offensive line, but um, they're trying to open the door that if he wanted to find elsewhere, because I know he has looked to try to become mm-hmm. a head coach in the past. He, he attempted to get the Temple job. He's, he's gone after multiple jobs at different times because he is a really good coach, um, especially on the offensive line and a really good motivator. So I think it's going to be interesting to see kind of how that shakes things out this year. Um, and, and really with Paul Chris kind of taking over control of the offense, it makes sense that Rudolph would take a, a small pay cut. Um, you know, a 6% drop is not what he was probably hoping for, but it could have been a hell of a lot worse. Um, another interesting aspect of it is Jim Leonard had uh, a membership to, family membership to a golf course um, <laughs> kind of thrown in there. So here's my question. You golf, I golf. If you had to pick one in the area, where are you going? What, what's your membership looking like here? Oh, that's that's a tough question. I haven't golfed a lot of courses in Madison yet, but, I mean, you got to always go for Nakoma, I think, right, the private club, the big fancy one. I, there's there's plenty of great courses around the area. The Oaks is always good, so I need to get out and, and play a few more. But, hey, if you're, if you're negotiating a raise and you can throw in a golf membership, that's, like, that's a huge perk to, to add in there. So kudos to Jim Leonard for – for playing at Spartan saying, okay, yeah, I'll take my 25% raise, but hey, you're also going to get my uh, family on the golf course quite a bit. I think uh, I'm going to have to use that negotiation tactic uh, moving forward if I can find something to 
to be as good at uh, as Jim Leonard is in calling plays uh, for the defensive side of the football. Oh, for sure. Um, I'm <laughs> guessing it's at Uridge just because that's what the yeah. university already um, has. And, and, hey, that sounds wonderful. But um, I, I just thought that that was a funny thing to get baked into your contract. Um, I, I, I'm hoping that my new job will allow me to do that as well at some point. Yeah, that, that's always a nice perk to, to be able to get onto the golf course for sure. So smart. Jim Leonard, you can just see it. Uh, smart man, both on and off the football field that way. Uh, negotiating that in there. So, um, all right, moving on down the line in terms of news, Jack Sanborn was named to the Lot Impact Trophy watch list. Um, these watch lists are going to start rolling out here in the near future. Not all that surprising. Jack Sanborn, I think, is is one of the top inside linebackers across the entire country. Um, likely due for another huge year. I mean, anytime he's been on the field, he's been uh, pretty much unstoppable and, and just a guy that. Wisconsin football does so well with, and I would imagine if he's out there playing um, this year, he'll put up those big numbers and be part of that um, end of the season, you know, kind of finalist list as well. So what did you make of that? Any surprises with Jack Sanborn being named to that watch list? I think it makes a ton of sense. You know, he's got the on-field performance. He's got the character, both main things that go into um, that impact word. I remember Dakota Dixon was along uh, one of the, the finalist there for that award back in the day, a few years ago, um, JJ Watt won it um, a few years ago. But I, I think you're you're really looking. Most of the guys are going to be linebackers. A lot of them have been from the Big Ten. You've got Patty Fisher. You've got your Bill Peppers, James Laronitis. Um, lots of different players from the Big Ten representing there um, in, in previous winners. So I think Sanborn's primed to have a big year. I, I don't know if he's going to necessarily win this award, but at the same time. It's, it's a nice honor and a nice feather in the cap for, for Jack because he has had a really good career and has, has done some nice things the past few seasons as a starter. Yeah, he's been phenomenal, and I can't wait to, of course, watch him again this fall. I think uh, as, as a player to be excited about it, we all know what Jack Sanborn brings, but to be able to see him for a full season, be back in Camp Randall, is going to be a, a fun situation for sure. All right, next up, we've got a little basketball to talk about. UW threw out an offer to 2023 power forward Owen Freeman out of Bradley, Illinois. Um, big kid, really a solid frame, not ranked in terms of uh, stars or 247, anything like that. Uh, but a kid that is recruitment has certainly been taken off, got some quality offers from schools around the Big Ten and, of course, in-state and Marquette. You've got Iowa, Illinois, Ohio State, and Butler all in there, so it makes sense that Wisconsin threw an offer out there. Uh, what do you make of him? And it seems like Wisconsin's kind of – we talked about it last week with that, um, you know, the recruiting and the visits that are coming this upcoming weekend. You wonder how many of these power forwards, tall, <laughs> you know, big kids, are you going to be able to go after? Are you going to go after any uh, different positions? But what do you make of his situation and that offer going out, of course, being part of that 2023 class? Yeah, it's only the second 2023 offer that goes out. Both offers are currently to, to kind of power forward type players. Um, I, think, I think I like the offer. Um, we talked about Gus Bus being the only other guy that's had that offer, and he's he's going to be their top target regardless of what happens here. I don't know see Owen Freeman taking that over or taking that from him. But I, I think this was an offer that they had to throw out. There's mutual interest. He came to campus. Um, and, and that's where he earned the offer now that 2023s can start being contacted and whatnot. 
But the offer list is really nice, um, really strong for early in the process. You know, I know you mentioned um, Butler, Illinois, Iowa, Marquette, Ohio State, Purdue, Wake Forest. Like those are some pretty good schools, and it's only going to climb. So I think this was a an offer to you know just keep up with the Joneses, keep keep uh, one of the top players in the Midwest, um, you know, on the line, and hopefully you can keep stay involved with him because I think if they could get either Freeman or if they could get um, Gus Yaldin, I think they're in good shape at that power forward position. And with a tight class in terms of numbers, I think they're going to shoot for the moon here for, for top players there. So I would think that those two will be probably their top targets. And, and that makes sense considering the fact that they were the two first two offers out in 2023. Yeah, I mean, certainly a quality player. I, I think it's never a bad thing to at least be involved. You talk about all the other schools that are already in there. Um, you know, keep keep him on your radar, and, and hopefully you can make a push. There's going to be a lot of schools that will be pushing for his talent as well. There's a reason why um, you know he's going to be a player that maybe is is not ranked right now in the recruiting circuit, but could certainly move up and all of a sudden you know put together. I mean, he's already got an impressive offer list, but continue to to add schools that way. So it's good that Wisconsin put themselves into the running by throwing that offer out there. Um, as they move forward with this 2023 class, because I know, you know before you know it, uh, this 2023 basketball class is going to be the the main source of attention. Um, you know, after this weekend, of course, 2022 kind of getting taken off, but 2023 will be here before you know it. Yeah, it's 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 speeding up, and I think that there's going to be a lot of basketball news over the next uh, week or so as well. Speaking of basketball news, I think this situation warrants a little bit of conversation. Um, kind of a weird situation. You know, of course, we've talked about Sharif Chambliss being an um, assistant coach hire for Wisconsin. Um, according to Jeff Bortrikis, Wisconsin put out a list of names that applied, and it sounds like Alondo Tucker did, in fact, apply for that situ- for that position and did not get it, which well, last time we talked about Alondo Tucker, we thought maybe he was you know, wanting to move into a different role. Of course, you know, kind of came onto the staff due to the Howard Moore situation and maybe wasn't going to stick out there long. But then for him to put an application in and not get it, I think is, is certainly interesting. This seems like um, something to look into or, or kind of try and piece together um, with that situation. So what did you make of, of that news? Did that kind of catch you off guard at all, just given the fact that he's, of course, been with the Wisconsin staff? And, and really, it seemed like been a really positive piece that uh, has helped Wisconsin basketball kind of develop and, and bring along some other things that maybe they didn't have on the staff before him. Yeah, I thought it was definitely interesting when I saw, you know, Patrikas tweeting that out. Um, I, I think when you look at it, it really just means that they let Alondo go and mm-hmm. in a lot of ways because they, could, they had him on. Um, I'm guessing it would have been fairly easy to hire him as the – and remove that interim tag – because I, I know that he was brought on kind of in that interim role last second when they didn't want to shake up and steal somebody from a different staff after the Howard Moore tragedy, not knowing if Howard Moore would rejoin them. Then I think COVID hit. They kept him on board. Um, and, and then it, it seems like, I don't know if there's something happened within the team or within um, the coaching staff, but um, it, it's pretty obvious that they wanted to go in a different direction if, if they made that decision. And I'll tell you this, you know, Big Reef brings more um, more success and a little bit more experience at the college level as a coach. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, you, you look at what um, Tucker was doing in the athletic department prior to that, and I think that was something that was, was definitely beneficial to the basketball team. So I think – 
Overall, it, it makes sense that they brought in Sharif Chambliss, but it, it is something to raise your eyebrow at when I did not think that it was going to be something to where Alondo Tucker had applied for that job. I figured it would be either be a pivot in his career or that um, it was um, just something to where they he wanted something else, but it seems like this is something to where Wisconsin wanted something else, which is definitely eye-opening, I think. Yeah, certainly a head scratcher when you think of you know what he kind of brought to both the athletic department and program. So we'll see um, you know how that situation moves forward or what what happens with Alondo Tucker, whether he you know becomes part of UW in a different fashion or what. But certainly not what I was expecting to see um, come out when you know that when we talked about the situation last time. It seemed like Alondo Tucker, like you said, maybe wanted something else, but it, maybe now it looks like Wisconsin basketball decided to go in a different direction, which is certainly interesting. But um, we'll, we'll keep an eye on if there's any other developments. I don't know if there will be, but uh, certainly something we wanted to touch on. All right, guys, yeah. that wraps up a huge, huge section of news um, here. Uh, we'll go ahead and get our ad reads out of the way, and then we'll get into another big recruiting weekend for Wisconsin Athletics. All right, another big weekend for Wisconsin Athletics on the recruiting side is coming up. Of course, some visits starting today. Um, we're recording this, of course, on Thursday. So on the football side, you've got eight players scheduled for official visits. The first wave was, of course, important. You had a lot of guys. You talked you know, When we talked about that one, that was a big group of in-state guys. But this second group is, is no slouch by any means. A lot of talent going to be on campus this weekend. It sounds like last time Wisconsin did a really good job, made some inroads with some of these um, from some of those players. I think hopefully they can, if they can put together the the same kind of treatment that those ten guys got in the first weekend, they should be in a good position. So, what are your thoughts um, and, and overall, um, you know, impacts of some of these guys that will be on campus? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't pack the same punch as that first weekend where you had ten guys. Um, over half of which were four-star players. Like I think that was definitely the Badgers shooting their shot with their top prospects, and these are our, our major guys. Um, but this is a really solid group as well. Um, the I think there's a really strong chance that the Badgers end up with um, a, hand, uh, a few commitments, I'll say. Um, I was going to say a handful, but a few commitments. We've already talked about that Lide is going to be committing o- over this weekend as well. I don't know if it'll be to Wisconsin or if it'll be to Pitt. But but overall, you you look at the group, it's really strong. It hits a lot of different needs across a lot of diff- different positions. Miles Burkett will be on campus as well. Barrett Nelson, also an in-state kid. I think Nelson will be on commit watch just because he's a he's got so many so much lineage within Wisconsin's um, offensive line room that I think it's just a matter of time before he winds up being a Badger, even though he's got some pretty good offers from elsewhere. And, and then the other in-state kid. JT, JT Seagreaves, um, we talked about him as a kid that it seems like they really made a decision, a conscious decision to go after him and prioritize him at the tight end position, which I think is big. And I would I would be surprised if he doesn't end up being a Badger this weekend. And then um, really looking at it, you've got a couple strong defensive linemen. You've got Avion Jones, as you mentioned. You've got a, a wide receiver that brings a little something different in terms of skill set out of Michigan and Tommy McIntosh that I think um, would help this offense out. And so I, I really like the group. It's not going to blow you away in terms of stars um, when you compare it to that first weekend. But at the same time, these are the type of 
weekends that help build the foundation for your class and, and round out the, the total complexion of the class in general. So I like the group. I think there's a good chance that they end up with a few commitments from it as well. Yeah, I like that you mentioned that. You know, there's there's certainly not going to blow you away in terms of, like, the star ratings or anything like that. All solid players, most of them three stars or a couple of them unranked. But these are, like you mentioned, the, the players that, you know, you hope you land as many of the four stars as you can and keep all those guys as part of the class. But to have a full and complete class, you need to land some of these other guys, you know, three-star kids at Wisconsin – Again, we talked about it a little bit earlier with walk-ons. Do more with less, and, and these guys are, are no slouch in terms of three stars. When you look at the ratings, um, it's, it's certainly something to, to pay attention to a little bit, and you know some of these guys can really perform above their mark. But, yeah, you need these situations to, to work out in, in some regard to to put together a complete class because you you got to have the four stars, you got to have the walk-ons, and you got to have some of those guys kind of in between. And I think there's a lot of talent in this room um, I think it'll be important that uh, a guy like Miles Burkett will be on campus with them to kind of help in the, you know, the only commit right now to kind of help push along some of these guys play that recruiting role as well. So uh, should be a fun group to, to see, and uh, I'm excited to see what can maybe shake out. I think of that first group, you knew you maybe had a couple that would circle and, and maybe commit early. You haven't had that yet. I think in the second group, you might even see – um, some faster moving with some of the guys that you mentioned, um, which we'll get into, you know, maybe some names that might be pulling the trigger of a commitment um, a little bit later here. But obviously Wisconsin wants to land this entire group. But if there's a couple names to really focus in on and keep an eye on, who are some players that uh, Wisconsin fans should should know of um, in terms of keeping an eye on for to make their possible choice or or put themselves ahead in terms of a commitment? Yeah, I think there's a couple headliners in this group to, to keep an eye on. Um, the first one is K.J. Miles. I know he's got some health stuff going on, um, we found out about, but at the same time just came off a, a visit to Georgia Tech, is planning to go to Texas after the Badgers here. So that's his top three. He's a highly sought-after kid with offers from all over the country, um, from St. Peter's Prep in New Jersey, uh, another one of those private schools that the Badgers have been involved with haven't necessarily always closed the deal on, but um, you look at it in terms of, like, crystal balls in 247, um, they're, they're leaning towards Wisconsin. They're not super confident-wise, but at the same time, he's a really high academic kid who's really focusing on, on that. But you look at his offer list of Alabama, Florida State, Georgia, Michigan, North Carolina, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Penn State, right? Like, you can go through the list, and he's got a really solid offer list, a guy that the Badgers have prioritized all along. I'm interested to see if they can shake up his recruitment and, and be and just really grab a hold of everything, grab the momentum. I doubt he's a kid who's going to commit before he goes and heads out to, to Austin, but at the same time, this is one where you can set the tone in that recruitment, completely wipe away that Georgia Tech visit he was on, and, and really just show that, hey, this is this is where I'm going to end up. Um, and, then, and then the other kid that I think is going to be fascinating because one of the other suitors is Texas again – is going to be Tommy McIntosh, um, kid out of Michigan, 6'5", 200-pound um, wide receiver that I think could could play tight end, could end up playing at um, at wide receiver as well. Really solid offer list, has, got, has going on some other official visits, um, but I think that he's the type of guy that, once again, they can grab the, a hold of this recruitment and, and try to 
to steer it away from a team like Iowa, steer it away from a kid, a team like Indiana, where he visited before. Um, he hasn't set up that Texas visit yet, but he's got a really solid offer list, and he's a player that brings something different as a, maybe a flex tight end um, or, or as a wide receiver on the outside. And, and then Avion Jones, who we've talked about in multiple episodes, really strong offer list, recently decommitted from Oklahoma State. So I think those are the three headliners. You, Quintel Jones, another really strong defensive lineman. I think that one's going to be a really t- a little tougher to, to win out for. But but I overall, I think the Badgers are in a really good place here um, with a lot of these guys. Yeah, I think the situation around the, the, the defensive line recruiting is, is something to certainly watch for with K.J. Miles. Uh, of course, you've got Curtis Neal, who – Set his commitment date, um, still a couple, you know, 10 days away from that. So it'll be after a K.J. Miles' visit. Maybe, you know, if you can close on a guy like Curtis Neal and also close on um, a guy like K.J. Miles, does that kind of maybe close the door? I don't think it'll ever close the door on Quintel Jones, but he's got a strong offer list as well and and certainly interested, you know, being a guy from, from Georgia, interested in some other schools as well. So maybe – um, that defensive line room, you know, if you could if you could make a push for two of those three, it would certainly be um, a welcome spot. But if not, you know, how does that change? Um, you know, just the number of spots that way. Um, I, I like that you mentioned Tommy McIntosh because he is a player that brings something different. If he is a wide receiver, you know, that height is certainly something that you can develop. But if you put some weight on that frame, I think could be a really solid tight end prospect that when you talk about right now, you know, of course, Wisconsin's going after J.T. Seagraves, who, you know, is 6'5", 220. You can put some weight on a guy like Tommy McIntosh. He's all of a sudden could be a really, really talented tight end spot as well. So I think of the, the big names, those are a couple. Avion Jones is a guy that I think you certainly want to keep an eye on as well. And, and then the rest of the guys that are coming, um, you know, a guy like Barrett Nelson, I think you got to feel pretty good about, you know, with his brother already being at Wisconsin. And then, you know, J.T. Seagraves is a guy I think, you know, in in terms of a tight end, it's still early in his recruitment with Wisconsin just kind of getting in there. So if there's a couple names to, to really circle, I think it's the ones that you mentioned, and, and those are kind of the top guys. But, again, to fill out this class, you, you need some of these other guys to, to have interest and make a commitment as well. Yeah, and Tommy McIntosh is a kid who has already visited Madison, interested in the business school. I mean, he took a picture in front of the business school, so he's a high academic kid who's really focused on that. Um, and, and so I think Wisconsin's in a good spot for him, and now it's a matter of closing. Um, I think another fun dynamic with this group uh, to watch is is that defensive line recruitment of, okay, if Curtis Neal has already said at least he went to um, Twitter and said that he has committed somewhere already, um, mm-hmm. It's silently, nobody has made a peep about where it is, whether it's Wisconsin or if it's Ohio State. Um, and he's a, he's a nose tackle guy, but we also know that he's coming off that knee injury. If a kid like Quentel Jones, you know, they, they blow it out the water with him, 6'2", 315 kid, um, do they continue to pursue him and accept both of their commitments? Do, does this, if they are also bring, possibly having a chance to bring in a guy like K.J. Miles, does this defensive line class go from expected to be two or three to all of a sudden four. If you get your some of your top-of-the-board guys, do they make room for them? I think they would because, at de- especially at nose tackle, um, it's it's nice to have multiple guys. Right now, Gio Paez is probably the only guy who will be around here in about two years because I expect that Keanu Benton will be an early entrant probably for the NFL draft. Bryson Williams is, is, is older at this point as well, an upperclassman. 
So they need to fill some some gaps there, and maybe they take two two uh, nose tackles and um, try to round out the class a little bit more at that defensive line um, spot, especially if they're bringing in top level talent. So I think that's something to watch as well. Is okay, Quintel Jones is a kid that I like. You mentioned I don't think they're going to say no to um, when you look at his offer list. When you look at what he can bring on film, so so is he a guy that? Um, they make room for? Is he a guy that um, maybe goes elsewhere or how that works out? But I think the defensive line, there's so many different um, irons in the fire that something's got to pop here at some point and it's just a matter of time. But then, but who are those guys and how many do they take is going to be fascinating. Yeah, I think that situation is really one to keep an eye on. Um, with If you need to make room for three, if you can land three, you certainly would. And then you look at some of the other places. You know, there's only, like again, we've we've said it two times now. There's only a certain number of spots, and, and some of these guys you are certainly have a priority with. That if a situation pops up, you can make room for them. But sometimes there might be a situation where they're only going to take so many players. So it's certainly um, a fascinating spot with Wisconsin. You know, it's it's good that the Badgers are making inroads at recruiting a, a position like that, which historically they've sometimes struggled on. So if they're competing for some of these high star kids and and talented kids. That's certainly a good spot to be in. In terms of closing the deal, is there anyone this weekend you think that, you know, maybe not a commitment right away, but in the next few days? And, and on the flip side, where do you think the Badgers really maybe need to make up some ground? Or are most of them, I mean, when you look at this list, a lot of them Wisconsin's warm on, feels good about, but there's certainly some, some guys that are, are further ahead in that possible commitment process than others. Yeah, I, I think I honestly think the Badgers are going to get three commitments this weekend, and that's not including a Corey Lyle who or Lyle who I still think is going to end up a Badger too. So I think there's going to be quite a few um, recruiting can- cannons going off this weekend. I think Cade Iacomelli, um, athlete out of Pennsylvania, is is going to end up a Badger. He didn't get um, an offer from Penn State when he camped with them. I think if that would have happened, it would have maybe slowed down his his track, but as of right now, I think the Badgers are his best offer, and, and he's coming back pretty quickly from that um, camp offer. Um, I think JT Seagreaves, it's just a matter of time as well. Um, if it's not this weekend, I could see it being early next week. Um, and then Barrett Nelson, another kid who who might try to take his time. He's got he's got a decent offer list of he can still go visit Iowa State, Nebraska, Purdue, etc. But but I think in the end he's gonna his heart is at Wisconsin where his family is gone. So I think all three of those are on commitment watch and this weekend. And I would be surprised if the Badgers don't close out on all three in within the next week or so. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think um, Barrett Nelson is is a matter of time, like you mentioned. He could certainly make those other visits, but when you've got a family history and a brother on campus, uh, and Wisconsin's done so well of, of making sure if they land the older brother to really get that second one, and usually it works out pretty well for them. So I would be surprised if if that didn't happen, um, you know, in the coming days as well. Um, a guy like JTC Graves again, in-state kid, you know. Offer list, you know, with Wisconsin just kind of getting in there. I think you know, as long as he goes and, and checks all the boxes with the Badgers, I'd be surprised if that one didn't happen as well. And, and Katie Akimeli, that's a great point with him camping at Penn State and not making it. Um, I think if he were to got were to have gotten that offer, yeah, that would certainly um, have maybe extended his out a little bit. But right now, with where he's at, it seems like Wisconsin is a very logical choice with with the other offers being, you know, Air Force, Army. 
um, some some Ivy League schools like that. So I think Wisconsin would be in a good position to land a few of those. Some of these other guys are, are you know, when you talk about recruiting rankings, you know, Yakamelli and JTC Graves aren't ranked. Um, there's certainly other visits you can make. Some of these other guys have some other big visits lined up, so I wouldn't expect anything crazy um, from that group. But to pick up three commitments possibly in the next coming days from some of those guys um, would certainly be a plus when you look at where Wisconsin's at right now with this class. Um, not a ton in terms of commitments already just with uh, Miles Burkett. So I, I think getting some of the inroads and some of these names n- nailed down would, would certainly be a good start to this class. Yeah, it definitely lays the foundation for the rest of the group because I think I, I think the end of June is really going to move quickly and early July when players have wrapped up their visits. I think things are going to kind of fire on all cylinders here soon. So keep an eye on uh, BuckySmithQuarter.com, see if the recruiting cannons will be fired off at all this weekend. If there's, of course, a commitment, we'll have a write-up over there, and we'll talk about it in the uh, the next episode whenever it happens. But before we wrap up, I know it's a big weekend for Wisconsin football, but there are some kids that we talked about um, second episode last week for Wisconsin basketball on um, on campus this weekend. Uh, so before we head out, do you want to just give a, a recap for somebody if, if they missed the last show on who will be on campus for the Badgers this weekend? Yeah, it's a really good group of prospects. It, it's really the, t- the top three or four guys that they – top three out of maybe four or five guys that they have on campus this weekend. I think they have a realistic shot with all of them. Um, Rowan Brumbrow um, is a kid, point guard, six foot four, kind of a smooth, really good handles, good shooter, um, has tremendous vision. I, I think he is the type of player that, because of his length, Wisconsin doesn't hasn't had a, a point guard like him in a while. But I think you look at his offer list; it has expanded rather rapidly. Um, he he took an official to Georgetown. He's going to be going to Northwestern at the end of the month. Wisconsin is supposedly the team to beat, though, and if Wisconsin can shut things down and keep him from going to that Northwestern visit, I think that would be awesome. This weekend is is definitely going to be something for for the Badgers to knock out of the park so that they can try to keep him from going to Northwestern because he is such a high academic kid. Um, the, the other two guys, Braden Moore, um, I, I think you mentioned that the Badgers needed to kind of diversify a little bit. I think Braden Moore is is more of a, a pure three or small forward that, uh, from the wing spot who could kind of complement the roster a little bit better than um, some of the other guys that they're going, especially if they're going power forward, center, heavy in 2023. So I think Braden Moore, you know, really good shooter, really quick release, Stretch forward as decent size, and he can take people off the dribble. Um, but but I I like his size at, at 210 pounds and has a frame that he can add weight to. But really, shooting is what he does best out of Nashville. Um, I mean, he's got a really good offer list that the Badgers would be happy to beat out for. Um, it, it seems like it's it's going to boil down to the Big Ten at least based off of his official visit so far. Um, he's going to Nebraska and Rutgers. I mean, if the Badgers can't win that, I don't know what the hell they're doing. But um, then uh, the other guy on campus is going to be Braden Huff. Um, and he is um, 6'9 forward out of Illinois. His offer list is kind of slowly accumulating. Um, Virginia Tech, Northwestern, Creighton, Wisconsin. Uh, just picked up an offer from Vanderbilt. More of a, a slasher. Um, can can 
can stroke it though, um, and a good good passer. He's a lefty, so that's something that's a little different on this. That would be different for this Wisconsin lineup. But but really, I, I think you're looking at um, the fact that Northwestern, Virginia Tech were these two other official visits. Um, this is his last one, unless he ends up taking that visit to Vanderbilt after they offer. Um, it's interesting though because Alano Tucker was his his primary recruiter, and he's no longer on staff. Yeah. So. Does that change things in his recruitment? Who knows? Um, I think if the Badgers had to pick, I think they want um, Brumbaugh and Moore. But I, I think if Huff tried to commit this weekend, I think they would take it. So I, I'm fascinated to see um, how that works out. And really, if the Badgers can close on any of these guys, I'm guessing a few of them will probably take visits afterwards. But maybe, maybe they could close the door on and at least one of these recruitments, which I think would be big. Yeah, it's, uh, again, a huge weekend for both sports when you talk about the recruiting circuit. Um, a lot of guys on campus, um, so there's there's no doubt that football is, is getting a lot of the attention, but basketball's got a lot of names um, that they're high on uh, to be a part of this class. So a nice little rundown for you to go into this weekend, um, just to have an idea of where things are at with both sports because it's going to be a big weekend and, and hopefully some positive news comes out from uh, both sports. Well, we'll see if we can land some uh, names, and we'll, of course, talk about it uh, next week if that happens. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the podcast. As always, thank you for listening on Wisconsin. Thank you.